Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit, a platform where we have invited spirit to share messages, healings, and transmissions with all of us. May this energetic experience help us to expand our awareness and to deepen the relationship we have with our higher self, our spiritual team, and with Source, however we define them. Thank you for being here and for taking part in this amazing journey. Hello and welcome back to the Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit. This is episode 12 of season two. And I say that in that tone because it's always a bit bittersweet for me coming to the end of the season. Um, this is the last episode of the main sessions of the season. We have one more uh, live session, which is the bonus session for anybody that uh, that gets into the, the early access package. Um, so if you're interested in continuing this conversation, uh, please do so. Um, I will send out the information about that uh, separately. So <clears throat> it's an honor to have Scott with us here. Uh, Scott wanted to be part of season one and was very upset that I, I wouldn't let him come and play with us um, because my intention for uh, the the platform was to have conversations with spirit. And Scott is having a different conversation with spirit than the conversation that I had in mind for this platform. Um, and channeling is something that's of interest to Scott. And he and I have had conversations about this before, but up until the beginning of last season, he wasn't quote unquote channeling. Um, and so that's why I didn't invite him into last season. But as and I've said this time and time again throughout the season, as my intention for this season shifted, where the emphasis wasn't so much on bringing people in that were channeling on the other end of the spectrum, but to bring people in that were channeling at different levels along the journey, it made it obvious and possible for me to invite Scott into this conversation, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've said it in my own session, and I've said it time and time again, that my introduction to channeling was through my sessions with Scott as my facilitator during a spiritual journey, what I refer to as a spiritual journey, which most people would refer to as spiritual regression, have it be past life or life between lives, which Scott is a facilitator of. Um, and so this is a conversation that I wanted to, to really have with you guys. Um, Scott's got no idea of what it is that he and I are going to talk about. Um, and so my intention for this conversation, and I'll let Scott introduce himself in a moment, but my intention for this conversation is for us to talk about how spiritual regression is a really easily accessible tool and a platform that makes it easy for people to connect with their team, with their higher self, with their guides, to have a firsthand experience of what it's like to be spirit once again and to connect with that aspect of ourselves. And in doing so, open up doors and channels so that we can communicate more easily with ourselves and our team. Um, and so that's kind of the idea that I had in mind. Um, for this conversation. So let me pass it over to Scott. 
let him introduce himself to you guys, um, and then we will see where the conversation goes. Hey, Daniel, thanks for inviting me. It's nice to uh, meet all of you. Hello, everybody. Are you enjoying the three days so far? Having a good time? Cool. So, yeah, as Daniel mentioned, um, I'm a spiritual hypnotherapist. Been doing that since January 1st, 2001. That's when I opened my office. So, my primary interest was past life regression at that time. I was just always fascinated with the past and different parts of the world and different eras. I loved history and I felt drawn to certain times and places. And then I'd done a lot of reading since I was young uh, about this type of thing. And so at a certain point, I just decided I'd love to look into this and explore my own past lives and help people to explore theirs as well. And uh, besides the romance and the fascination of looking at you know other lives that you may have lived uh, the really important thing is how does that connect to this life because you know it's all connected and uh, most of us have lived dozens if not hundreds if not thousands of lifetimes in this world and other physical worlds and other realms as well. And so in our sessions, we would try to find a past life that is connected to the current life. And so, like I say, it's always fun uh, learning, hey, I was King Arthur or the Queen of Sheba or whatever. Wow, but so what? What does that have to do with now? So we want to find a way to get that insight to get that you know that gold nugget or that resolution that's really what it's all about so the different ways of doing that um the first way i used to do that was to sort of take a person up into their higher self and try and dialogue with their soul self or their greater self and try to understand what were we shown today in this session. And that is pretty cool. But then uh, a couple of years later, I took a training with the Newton Institute. I don't know if people have heard of Michael Newton. He came up with, um, in the modern era, what we call life between lives, which is a way of, it's sort of a step beyond past life regression where we're going in between our lifetimes. So we can be in this life or that life, but what's going on in between? Well, there's a whole lot. And it turns out uh, to seem that is our actual existence. We are souls living in a uh, spiritual, spiritual realms. And these lifetimes are just sort of like little field trips that we take down. Like in college, we have the lecture and then we have the lab so up there we have the lectures and the learning we come down into the lab of earth or wherever to test out what we've learned 
And so in taking that life between lives training, that was a very interesting technique. Um, you know, all sessions don't go according to the script. In fact, uh, probably <laughs> only less than half of them. So you go to these trainings and stuff, they'll hand you a script, you know, like a big book or something and, and uh, say, okay, this is how you do it. And just read that. And there you go. I was like, well, good luck with that. As uh, like I say, half the time people veer off into this or they struggle with that. So sometimes if you're lucky, these trainings will give you a little bit of information about troubleshooting, what to do when things don't follow the script. When people go off into left field. And so at the Newton Institute, they had like a sheet or two. Here's some things to try if someone uh, uh, goes out in left field or, or, or they're struggling or they're just blank, that kind of thing. And so one of them talked about if you are... Uh, working with someone and maybe you're meeting with their guides or something like that. Um, you can set things up like this. You can say, I'm going to speak directly to your guide. I'm going to ask them to respond in your mind or even through your voice, almost as if channeling them. So this was just a, one of many remedies that you could use to try to kickstart a session. But that really struck me as a great tool that Michael Newton had come up with. So rather than just using it as a remedy of, of troubleshooting, I started uh, using it basically in every session. When we went through the past life and we went through the death, we'd go up into spirit and meet with the, uh, one of the client's spirit guides. I would use that technique. I would say, hey, I'm going to speak directly to your guide. And we're going to ask them to, to respond in your mind or through your voice, almost as if channeling or translating for them. Is that okay with you? They would usually nod or say yes, say great. So I began speaking to the guide, and then um, the information would usually come through. And this is a person that has no experience with channeling, no experience with hypnotherapy or regression or past lives or any of this stuff. So here we are in an hour and a half or something like that. They're actually channeling spirit, their own spiritual guides or others that know them in spirit. It might be their friends. It might be their uh, passed over a grandma or something like that. So this is just a fascinating thing is that, you know, like I put the title, uh, sent Daniel a possible title for this segment. It's like anyone can channel and they do because in these sessions uh, with no experience whatsoever, basically anyone can, can, we can get them to channel spirit. So I have some clients who've, uh, as Daniel mentioned, I'm thinking of one person, she never did anything like this in her life, but after our session, she's become like a professional uh, channeler, and she's assembling books of all this channeled material. So, and there, I think there are a few people like that. Um, 
So I just think it's pretty fascinating that you can basically get someone off the street and like I say, an hour, two hours, they can be channeling really high, meaningful information from spirit. And I want to add a little bit to this because um, one of the things that I have been sh people that I've taken classes with to learn how to deepen my own understanding of this relationship of spiritual regression, one of the people that I worked with made a reference or a comment about how, interestingly enough, I don't want to go there, sorry. What I want to emphasize here is that a big part of the work that I do, which I know Scott does as well, is to help people to connect with themselves so that that communication can continue after the fact. It's part of the intention that I set when I'm working with people both verbally as well as energetically with their team is to be to help them to make that connection so that after the session that perceptual barrier that existed beforehand is thinner and or doesn't exist anymore and this is what scott's talking about with some people after they have a spiritual regression session that perceived veil that existed between themselves and and their team in the past just disappears and they're able to communicate um, very effectively afterwards i've said it before and i'll say it again the channeling that i do i got to a point where i said okay i cannot channel the way that i thought trans channeling was but I know when I was working with Scott, my team spoke through me, so I can do that. And so I did that. And that's the channeling that I do, which I learned through my work with Scott. Um, and so for me, that's a big part of the work that we do as facilitators in spiritual journeys is helping people to connect with their higher self and their team to remind them of what it's like to be spirit and to remember that it isn't as difficult as we perceive it to be in our in our waking state um and so that's part of the conversation that that i that i appreciate um in the work that scott does um which i mirror as well absolutely so a couple of points i would pick up on there daniel is that uh re-establishing that conscious connection uh, with your team, um, that is really important. And I think that's like half the benefit of these sessions. Uh, stepping back a bit, we all have spiritual guides, uh, and, and many, many of them are like Daniel calls it a team. And so, and, and they're often communicating with us in our daily lives in various ways. Um, it can be very subtle ways, or it could be like pictures falling off the wall, or you know stuff like that. They'd, funny, you know, people seeing certain numbers all the time, stuff like that. It's often a communication from spirit. So even though they're communicating with us, often we come into these lifetimes a little deaf, dumb, and blind to that, and that's by design. And we can decide, we do decide before we're born, how much awareness of spirit we're going to bring in. Um, 
You know, some people come in just totally blank, like just dipped in the river of lost memory or whatever. I, I just need to be a carpenter and raise a family. I don't need to think about past lives and all that stuff. That's my mission. That's perfectly fine. Some people come in remembering their past lives, especially in other cultures like India or places like that, remembering. And then some of us, uh, you know, we leave the door just a little ajar where we have an inklings about uh, past lives. Or, or we might set it up that for the first 40 years, we're going to be blank, and then we're going to have this awakening, and it's going to be time to start learning about these things. So we can set it up in different ways. But however we set it up, in these sessions uh, that we do, um, like Daniel said, we can reconnect in a conscious way with your spirit team. And this is a big thing because then after the session, tomorrow, next week, next month, um, the client or the person can connect with their guides. They don't need you to do that every time. They can say, you know, Harry or whatever the guy's name is, I want to talk to you. Uh, I have a question. It's just a, it's a very cool thing. And also find that the spirit guides often stimulate these sessions. They'll poke and prod the person to connect with someone like Daniel or me or whoever, uh, because they want to reconnect. It's time for the person to have that, have that conscious connection with spirit. So the other thing I wanted to mention that Daniel talked about is the the spectrum of channeling. And you know, you guys probably know a lot more about it than I do. You've been studying it for days and years and however. But so even in our uh, my sessions, you know, there's a spectrum. Uh, some people go so super deep I can barely get them to talk. But when they do, if I get them to channel their guides, it's like really, it's like a trance channel, like Esther Hicks or uh, Jane Roberts with Seth. It's like full on, they're gone, and this spirit being is fully communicating through them. And then, you know, on the other side, people are, they're, they're even conscious and aware but they're saying, well, he's showing me this, and it means that, or he, he's trying to tell me this, or she's saying, you know, I need to do this. So I think there's a, a wide spectrum of channeling in sessions and just in channeling, of course, um, with professional channels. I mean, isn't that so, Daniel? Absolutely. I mean, there's different, uh, let me just kind of pin myself again. Um, there's within a spiritual regression session there's everything wide spectrum like you're saying of people that are telepathically getting messages from their team to those that are 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 so fully engaged where the conversation is really me and and the guide i mean i had a situation with a person i was working with where Again, because of the work that I was doing with Michael Newton and the questions that were being posed to me because of the way that I handled myself and facilitated, there were questions around that relationship between the guide and the client that 
were coming up a lot. And so I was asking the guide, by the way, you and I are having a conversation right now. Is this still as valuable for the person that we're working with versus having you speak to them directly and having them then, then relay that to me? And the guide was like, absolutely. And in fact, right now she's playing. She's playing with her friends right now while you and I are having this conversation. And I was like, but is she still getting all of the information that you and I are sharing? And she said, absolutely. In this space, we hear and, and connect with everything. So she doesn't have to be present actively to still benefit from the conversation, which was a really interesting conversation that I had with her. And in the world of channeling, as, as you've seen throughout the season, um, there's people that channel actively, there's people that channel in, indirectly, there's people that channel passively, there's people that channel consciously and trans-channel. And so there's a whole spectrum of this. And I always talk about how we are all channeling every day. We just don't label it as such. Um, and so we're constantly channeling other energies that are supporting us and guiding us and helping us, have it be our higher self, our spirit team, divine source itself, uh, animal energies, angels, uh, guides, healers, you know, whoever. We're getting that information all the time, whether we recognize it, whether we're aware of it, and whether we label it is a completely different um, aspect of it. That's a really good point because often the little insights we get or the, you know, the light goes on, the little idea, you know, often that is coming from other than you. It's coming from your guides or other beings who want to, you know, help or, or connect you with someone else or who knows what. So, yeah, absolutely. We are always um, connected. We are always probably channeling if we're, you know, at least halfway conscious. Yeah. So, uh, there, before you before you continue with that, there's a question uh, for you, Scott, from Shannon. Do you find that over the years of your practice that the guides or loved ones, or perhaps it's your own team prompting you to ask questions which would not have been brought up without their interaction through you? to help the depth of the healing in these types of sessions? No, I do it all myself. <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, from the get-go, I mean, they probably prompted me to even get into this field. So, yeah, from the get-go, uh, I wouldn't say uh, it's been growing or anything like that. I think it's always been there. Um, in fact, I, I came to develop a way to just invite them. I know they're going to be there anyway, anyway, helping uh, with the session because we'll go on to that in a second. But um, so I actually invoke uh, my clients' guides, my own guides, uh, before we get to that part of the session. Um, there's a little invocation that sort of uh they probably helped me right <laughs> so uh, yeah i mean they're going to be there anyway but when you ask i think it opens the doors wider 
when you're saying, hey, I would love some help today, they're like, yeah, okay, he's on board. We don't have to be sneaky about it. So, you know, like they say, ask and ye shall receive. So definitely, uh, I definitely ask uh, in or during the sessions for help. And, you know, the stuff that pops in my head, um, the questions and things I want to ask a client as we as we're going through a, a session, you know, is it is it me? Is it them? It's probably just a big blend of everything. So, uh, yeah, I would say absolutely. Um, the guides are a part of this session. It's a funny thing. Um, people sometimes wonder, well, maybe if we're doing this session, maybe they're and we want to talk with them, maybe we're bothering them. Like they're having a tea party and, and you're like, hey, can we talk to you? They're like, hey, we're playing poker here or something, you know. It's like, no, it's not a surprise for them. They probably helped set up this whole session. They probably brought you together in the first place. They probably pulled your strings together. I think they enjoy that type of thing. And so it's not a surprise that you're coming. but. I think it's courteous to ask for help, and it opens the doors wider. And then, uh, and then you have to, when you ask, you also have to be open and listen, and, and try to open your mind, try to open your awareness, and say, you know, what? Take a take a moment. And say, what? Do, what do we need to cover? What does she really need to get from this session? So, um, great question. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, solicit spiritual help in these sessions and receive it thank heavens so do you want to go back to what you were going to share earlier before the question came up uh gosh i would love to but i don't remember <laughs> i figured as much <laughs> so as always guys feel free to ask any questions um <laughs> Uh, here's a question that just came in from Sherry. I have woken up from a deep sleep speaking a different language in a male voice. Any insights, past life, channeling a guide? What could that be? Well, I, I'd say that could be almost anything, uh, including uh, something not particularly spiritual, like something from a movie or something in your subconscious. But mm, I don't know. I mean, I have to, I'd say you'd have to explore it. Uh, Sherry, yeah. Maybe just ask in your mind right now or whenever when you have a quiet moment. You know, what was that? Who was that? What are you trying to tell me? What was said in that language? Um, can you translate into a language I can understand? Um, maybe you could have someone else help you explore it. But one thing I've learned in this business, I might say, is that anything is possible. You know, people, uh, there are lots of writers and people that go around and they like to put things into boxes and categories and tell you this is the way it is. but. And, you know, maybe they're right about certain things, but, boy, there's always something else that, that doesn't fit in that box. And miracles and 
wild things. So, uh, so the answer is Sherry. I don't know, but you could you could look into it. So Sherry, something that comes to mind um, is let me pin myself again so people can see me in the video, um, in the recording. Um, so one of the things that come to mind um, when we dream. A lot of times our dream state is uh, another alternate experience that we have. And it's possible that when you came back from that dream state, you were still personified with that aspect of yourself. Um, so very possible. And like Scott said, it's something that if you wanted to explore that, you could come to Scott or, or, or someone else that you feel drawn to that does spiritual regression and have that be the focus of of the the intention and i say that loosely again because it's an intention that we set which then your guides will tweak and adjust accordingly um but you can definitely explore that if that's something that you want to to go deeper into so scott um with regards to and i know that this is something that you sort of already spoke to a little bit um how has your own awareness of connecting with spirit shifted over time as you are more experienced in facilitating these journeys and connecting with spirit how have you noticed that shift take place that's a great question you know when i started with this work i was pretty much flying blind i i'm I hoped or thought I probably have some kind of guides helping me with these healing sessions. And I would sort of blindly just say, you know, hey, if anyone's there, I could use a little help here. You know, try to listen in, or maybe it was something would come into my mind. So it was pretty vague and pretty, pretty blind. And then over the years, um, you know, of working with these spiritual beings. And also having myself lots of sessions. I've had, you know, dozens of past life sessions and maybe a dozen or more LBL sessions. And so um got to know my own spirit guides and that kind of thing. And so, you know, I've made connection with my own guides, uh, who I I drive nuts almost every day, just, you know, lying in bed. What about this? What about that? um so yeah it's definitely grown you can see like the trend you know over the years it's like it was from zero to like you know uh you know i have i have done channeling i don't do it professionally but i've done it for uh, myself i've done it for friends and others um and it's sort of a half conscious channeling type thing it's like you know kind of get in the zone and then um yeah, and then the words start coming out. That's probably from doing sessions uh, as a client. Uh, and then also just from from rubbing elbows with spirit beings, you know, for a lot of years. You know, so it's a real privilege. So, uh, yeah, I would say that it's definitely grown, you know, like I say, quite a bit over the years. And that was a time about, I don't know, eight or nine, ten years ago, I was I was a uh, I was sort of a 
had a health, uh, I wouldn't call it a crisis, but a kind of a mysterious ailment. And uh, during that time, the channeling, uh, my own channeling became even stronger, which is kind of interesting. I know a, a lot of people become ill or they, when they have an illness or they have to uh, take a time out from life, some other things might develop. So that might have helped a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely grown a lot. And, you know, I think the word I would use uh, for everyone uh, working with channeling is trust. You got to just trust what pops in. It's like the probably the first thing you learn in a channeling class is like just trust what comes. And so I instruct my clients, you know, this as well. Just just trust what comes, roll with it, blurt it out. Try not to think about it. Accept, trust, believe, Sandro Pelli says. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. Scott, on kind of on that note, uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit, uh, Sarah asks: At the beginning, uh, you mentioned at the beginning that we come into this life having decided if we will or will not have an awareness of spirit for the lifetime. Do you think more people are being "quote unquote" awakened at this time, even if they originally decided they wouldn't be aware? Hmm. Wow, that's a pretty complex question. And I have to say, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I would think that spirit uh, planning being what it is, it knew what was coming uh, at this time in the world. And so I would tend to think... Uh, you know, the planners or whoever, or even our higher selves were not blind as to what we were going to experience at this time in history. So I would tend to believe that mm, they're not really jumping off the script too much. But, you know, what do I know? I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, with this planning, this pre-life planning, it's important to also remember that even though we do make plans and frameworks for our lives, that we do not have to stick to that. We can turn left instead of right. We can zigzag here or there. We're free, sovereign beings. We have free will. We can take that whole uh, plan and say, nah, I ain't doing that. I'm going to become a surfer, or I'm going to go sit on a mountain, or I'm going to you know, do something else, whatever. I'm going to be a brain surgeon, whatever. We have free will. So the planning is important. We probably want to kind of stick to the frameworks, but we don't have to. And there are contingencies probably in within our plans. There are probably infinite contingencies. Um, you know, if a butterfly flew this way instead of that way, no, we could change. So, but to answer that question, I would say I don't really know, but I would tend to believe that um, we're not really going off plan in a major way. Hopefully, that's helpful for you, um, Sarah. Um, 
feel free to, to ask a follow-up question if there's something else that you want to kind of dig into deeper. Uh, in the meantime, Shannon says, um, looking over the many years of your practice working with so many various clients, are you meeting more quote-unquote alien guides or support or loved ones now than in previous years? Is this Shannon Johnson? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Hey, Shannon. How are you? Uh, we're we're acquainted. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if it's that more people have alien guides now than they did before, but um, or it's just becoming you know coming out in the open more or less. When we talk about alien guides, it's not like oh, I'm a human and I have ET as my guide. It's not. I have some weird lizard man for my spirit guide. It's not really like that. As souls, uh, as I mentioned, we tend to incarnate in, it's a big universe out there. You know, the earth is a beautiful jewel, uh, but it's just a grain of sand. And uh, as our new telescope is showing us, you know, they're just billions of galaxies. Every galaxy has billions of stars. It's big. And it's still expanding. So there are many, many schools, many places to go. Many types of bodies and many types of lives to live. So we may have started our physical incarnations in a world, let's say a water world, where we're sort of like a dolphin creature. And so our spirit guides will tend to uh, take that form. Now, obviously, as spirits, we don't really have a form per se. We're just intelligent light energy or something like that. I, I don't know how to describe energy. So, even though we may have lived in a water world with a dolphin, you know, life and uh, our guides may appear as a dolphin creature because that's what makes us feel comfortable. You know, they're not really dolphins. They're not really aliens. We're not really aliens or humans. We're just energy. So just want to make that point. But other than that, um, yes, there are lots of beings from who have incarnated on other worlds are sort of flocking to the earth at this time in this last you know 30 40 50 years and especially now because the earth is a very exciting place to be right now it has an opportunity to rise up a level it has an opportunity to ascend to a higher um, frequency and so many beings from all over the universe have come here. Uh, one reason to just observe, because it's exciting. Another reason is to help, to try and help this, this world and the beings here to ascend to a higher frequency. And the planet itself to ascend to a higher frequency. And maybe this whole sector of space, we're rising, we're ascending. and so. Yes, Shannon, in sessions, I'm meeting more and more guides and clients who have incarnated in 
you know, throughout the universe, not just Earth people. Yeah, so, so Shannon follows up with a comment saying that she's been having more presentations of guides in quote-unquote other forms showing up in her work. So she was curious if that was showing up uh, in your regressions as well. Let me, let me say one more comment about this. You know, when I first met my uh, primary spirit guide, she was this uh, female, ancient, crone-like witch in this hut. And I just sat down uh, across the fire from her, and I, I was silent. I felt like I, I need to let her speak first out of respect. And then the second time I met her, she presented totally differently as this beautiful blonde woman, uh, like around 40 or 45 years old. And then I realized that was because I had joked with a friend, hey, what if my spirit guide was this really hot babe? Wouldn't that be cool? And so she was playing with me. Um, and then another time she said, this is my true form. This is my energy form. It was just sort of like this blue, almost like a cone with these purple uh, squiggles coming off the top. I'm like, that's like who she really is, is energy. And then lately, she, the last time I uh, saw her in a session, she was this sort of um, older a Greek woman from like ancient Greece. That she actually, we actually shared a lifetime together. She was my mother in that life. This beautiful, um, very stately, you know, dark hair, olive skin, dark eyes, really beautiful and kind of regal woman. So our guides can take different forms. Uh, they can show themselves to us just as a ball of light, which is probably who they kind of really are in a sense, although that too may be a form, or they can show themselves in a human form, uh, maybe like Merlin or Gandalf, you know, because we would sort of respect this older wizardly person as a, it's a representation of a, a wiser, older person. So uh, I was also told in, a, in a, a session or two that they have fun with this. Um, it's like Halloween costumes for them. You know, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll be this to him now. I'll be that to him tomorrow. And, uh, or maybe I'll, I'll keep the same form, you know, to keep it consistent. So I think they have a good time with this. So the next question that comes through is from Kelly. She asks, with LBL sessions, do our human minds get involved in the interpretation of what is happening outside the Earth experience? I would think that it's hard for us to comprehend while in human form. Um, that's a lovely question. And uh, I would say, again, there's a wide spectrum of experiences that clients might have. Uh, some people go super deep and their human conscious ego awareness is really um, put away. It's really uh, sort of turned dark and their soul awareness has really come out or whatever. Others, and I tend to be this way, are very light subjects where my mind's always thinking and analyzing and because I do this work, I'm also analyzing my friend's 
techniques and saying, oh, that's pretty good. I'm going to borrow that. And so um, my conscious mind will be uh, interpreting um, some of the ex experiences. But I've also learned to sort of put it off to the side and just roll with what comes. So um, I would say that it's a mix. You know, some people, their conscious mind will interpret, will be aware. Uh, sometimes we'll get in the way and prevent you from having uh, the best session you could. And that's where some of our techniques need to come in. But it's okay. You can still be awake and aware and have a wonderful session. I have many, many times. So, uh, you know, so to answer that, I'd say it's, it's a variable and individual thing. I would add a little bit here as well, Kelly, that um, our experience as we go into a spiritual regression is always going to be managed through our human body, because this is the awareness that we are associating with in this lifetime. And whatever's presented to us through that experience will be filtered via our human understanding to some degree. But the information that we need to hear and receive will always be presented to us in a way that we can interpret um, or are, or will interpret either unconsciously, subconsciously at a, at a spiritual level. Uh, so I always trust that whatever we receive and whatever is given to us by our team is exactly what we needed to experience, whether we are recognizing it at that moment or not. That's the trust that I put on your team to guide you with whatever information is relevant for you to receive. Um, so hopefully that was helpful, Kelly. Um, uh, next question. With the Earth ascending, do you think more old souls are coming in? It seems like it's run by new souls right now, wondering if that is shifting. What What's your experience with that, Scott? Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Uh, we see in our, on the news, you know, that it's the last gasp of the 20th century thinking, you know, I'm talking about Ukraine and Russia and all kinds of um, stuff like that. It's sad to me that, you know, we're actually having wars. It's 2022 and people blowing each other up. It's kind of pathetic. So it's sort of the last gasp of the dinosaurs, I hope, you know. But as I, I'm working with younger clients, people in their 20s, uh, 30s, maybe even teens, and they just seem more advanced than people in my generation, their 50s, 60s, 40s, 50s, 60s, the younger people seem like they are more advanced. So it does seem like a, an influx of perhaps more advanced souls coming in, which probably uh, will lead to, like we say, this sort of ascension or a raising of the vibration of this world. I had a session not too long ago that was talking about um, this process. And, you know, there's a lot of New Age talk about, well, we're moving to, the, to 5D from 3D or something like that. I don't really know what that means, but... So I was talking to the guide and asking them about 
the progress and about the shift of the earth. And they said, yeah, it's begun, but it's going to take like decades. So I'll be gone before it's complete. Well, maybe I'll be back, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, they were talking like 70, 80 years from now, it'll sort of be, yes, we finally achieved something here. So uh, it's something to sort of look forward to, although, like I say, I will be long gone unless I come back. One thing that I'd like to uh, add to this conversation um, is... who is an old soul and who is a young soul or a new soul is very difficult for us to identify as humans because as a very old soul who comes onto this planet that role can be to act as a complete imbecile and completely oblivious to everything that is spiritual um, and so as a judgment for me as a awakened being i can look at someone and say oh he's an, he's a new soul or he's you know he's just not an old soul he's not experienced enough otherwise he would know better or different that's entirely a human perception and we have no way of really truly knowing that because there's a lot of happening behind the scenes within the shift of our planet there are people energies that are coming in to be the the forerunners the bridge makers to help people awaken and there are then there are people that are coming in to be the naysayers to be the resistance builders to balance out the energies in a way that's relevant for that shift to happen the way that it needs to happen and who's to say that that naysayer isn't an ascended master and so there's a lot of questions and judgments that kind of play into this where it's difficult for us to identify who is truly an old soul or a new soul working with scott as a facilitator of 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 spiritual regressions um it's interesting that you asked the question because he's connecting with clients at a level where that information starts to become a little bit more visible it's less hidden given the conversations that he's having with the guide and the team as well as the client themselves um, but as a whole, that's a very difficult question to answer. In general, I would say, given the amount of energy that is being put to shift the planet, and a lot of people in the industry, you know, from all kinds of sides, will talk about how there are many different higher, and again, there are many different beings with a tremendous amount of experience from different universes and different realms and different incarnations that have agreed to come to be born on this planet at this time to help with this shift um everybody's saying that in some way shape or form um but it's really difficult i mean to kind of think about you know the war with with the ukraine um, it's a horrible tragedy, and there's people that are suffering through it, and I'm not trying to minimize it or diminish it, but there's a grander purpose for that to happen the way that it's happening that I don't understand. Um, and whoever, you know, instigated that war could be, you know, could be an incarnation of Jesus, for all I know. 
um, who's definitely not a young soul, you know? So it's, it, it's really hard to kind of put those, those kinds of comparisons. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of mention that as, as just food for thought. I think that's a really, uh, a great point. And, you know, young soul, old soul. I mean, even a young soul is probably jillions of years old. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone just fell off the turnip truck yesterday. Yeah. And, and uh, Kelly adds a really good follow-up comment here, which I think is beautiful, that, that more experienced souls forget when they embody just like less experienced souls. And I think that that's actually very true. We are born into a human form that has its structure and its patterns which are designed to fool us into forgetting who we truly are that is fundamentally the structure of of our human experience by design and even very experienced souls are going to get caught up in the the drama of humanity and and kind of lose sight of their journey and that's where i think that a lot of our guides are kind of like knocking on our head saying <laughs> look in this direction but ultimately it's our free will that direct directs and guides us in terms of the choices that we make um and we can always make choices that are remaining asleep um for whatever the reason um and one thing that i and i'm just going to add this given to a lot of the questions that have been brought up as well and I don't remember if this was something that came through work that I've done with Scott or through something else, but um, we are, regardless of what path we take, and this, is rel this relates to something that Scott mentioned earlier about, we have our life plan, but then that life plan can change based on the choices that we make. There's no right or wrong of path we can take. And even if we shift our plan enough so that we don't address the lessons that we came here for. We will address new lessons with that plan. And so our, our higher self and our team are constantly making adjustments according to the choices that we're making. And it's actually quite fascinating and intriguing and incredible to me to think about the amount of the gazillion energies that are involved in the behind the scenes of how this whole thing plays out is quite fascinating um which comes up in conversations with spirit they'll 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 make comments um they will talk to us about this i mean i'm sure scott i mean scott's nodding his head i'm sure he's had tremendous conversations in this regard where there's a amount there's a tremendous amount of planning that happens not only beforehand but also during to compensate and adjust for the choices that we make to help us in the direction that we chose, but also to help us in the direction that we're choosing. And so it's a constant adjustment of co-creation that's happening in many different levels. Um, so I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Scott. That was beautifully said. That was very eloquent, uh, a constant co-creation. Um, and I don't think, and I've been told, there aren't any wrong choices, really. A person can choose to do this, that, or the other, and they'll always learn something from it. But going back to the old soul, young soul thing, it's like, it's true. Looking around, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. The homeless guy might be an ascended master, you know, even though he looks all filthy and, and, and reeks. Or, you know, the CEO 
uh, of whatever it might be you know this sort of new hot shot young soul who's trying that out you can't tell by by what station they are in in the earthly life uh who they really are as a soul and there's another aspect of that is that we only bring a portion of our soul into any one incarnation so you might bring 60% or 70% or 13%. So whatever you're doing in any one incarnation, you have other things going on throughout, you know, creation. Uh, in other realms, other planets, other worlds, you might be a tree man on planet X, you might be a, a space explorer, you might be uh, serving on some sort of uh, a guidance council here or there. Uh, you, we, we're so complex, and there are so many layers. Um, just this life, uh, though we're looking at each other at, at our human faces, you know. This is just one facet of the gem of our soul's totality. It's, it's actually something really interesting that you bring up because I, th I think it was in Michael Newton's books. He talks about how we choose a certain percentage of energy for each lifetime. And I've heard conflicting information on this. Some people say that once we choose that percentage, there's very little we can do to adjust it. Then there's others that will say that all we need to do is ask and they will give us more energy if needed. But I've heard kind of conflicting information. And I know that when, when I was training with you, we talked a lot about this, how there is conflicting information all the time with connections with spirit. Um, and I wanted to kind of, you know, bring that up as a conversation point. Yeah, there are, there are uh, always conflicting ideas and, and about this. So what Michael Newton kind of came up with was that when you choose a certain percentage of, let's say you're going to bring 33% of yourself into this life well that fetus and that body is sort of calibrated for that amount of energy so that's why he felt uh well later you can't just double it you'll just blow the circuits of the body or the brain which you know he may have a point there i don't know but i also tend to think that Maybe if there is a great need uh, to bring more of yourself that, you know, your guides or whoever or spiritual healers could recalibrate the body to allow that. So, again, I would say anything is possible. Yeah, I mean, it also kind of brings me up something that, and I don't remember if it was mentioned this season or not, but um, when we are channeling spirit, what I keep on being reminded time and time again is that the messages that we are getting are what we need to hear, even if the content of the message isn't actually true, and to not get caught up in the truth of it. And the example that was brought up um, in the conversation that I was having was a woman who was told that she shouldn't move to California, which was her plan, because there was going to be an earthquake and, you know, she would, you know, not want to be there. And the result of that conversation led her to recognize that she really didn't want to move out to California genuinely and honestly. It made her reflect on, do I really want to be there? 
and it brought up a new awareness of her experience. And the focus wasn't, oh, there's going to be an earthquake in X number of years. You know, whether or not that's true or isn't true is completely besides the point. The point was that she needed to hear that sentence and that phrase exactly at that time so that she could reflect and learn what was relevant for her at that time. Uh, my mother is another example. Um, when we were moving out of my sister's house, spirit kept on telling us, her pendulum kept on telling her, no, you're not going to move, you're not going to move, it's not going to happen, don't worry, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Believe me, it happened. Um, and what I later on, I asked uh, a spirit who was communicating with me um, through a channeled session what that was about. And what they told me was exactly that, that my mother needed to hear that we weren't going to move so that she wouldn't create resistance to the move itself. And so her being told that we weren't going to move made the move easier to happen because that's the energy that needed to take place. But if she had been told that she was going to move, she would have gotten so much in her head and, and create so much resistance that it would have made that move much more difficult and much more traumatic uh, for her and for me and for everybody involved. And so I bring these up as examples of take everything that is sent to us from spirit with a grain of salt, even if it conflicts with other information, there's a reason that it's being presented in that way at that time. And it's not so much the details of the specifics of what's going to happen that's important. There's other things that are being brought up into the mix. Um, and I'm sure that you've had that experience as well, Scott, where there's information that comes through the, the sessions with people that either just doesn't make any sense, but is necessary at that time. I mean, that's a pretty deep thing. Um, what happened in your uh, your instance there um I, I would say in my sessions and my experience i mean spirit guides don't lie or you know bs us if they don't want us to know something they'll just say we're not going to tell you uh that right now they want you to figure that out for yourself or that's maybe it's not even determined yet because I don't, you know, time is very mysterious. Can they even foretell the future or what's going to happen? I mean, I don't know. I, maybe they could or maybe they can't. Maybe it's impossible. I don't know. But um, in my experience, I haven't, I don't think I've been given sort of false information or, uh, you know, like, like kind of what you talk about. Um, but it's possible. Anything's possible. So uh, they might, you know, uh, say something uh, to achieve a certain end, like what you're talking about, like with your mom, so she wouldn't freak out and you know, make more resistance. But in my experience, uh, they seem pretty, uh, they have a lot of integrity. So they would probably say, well, we're just not going to talk about that right now. And I'll try like 19 ways to get them to talk about it because I want to help my clients because my clients want to know. And sometimes they'll give us a little information like, well, I'll throw you a little bone here and tell you that blah, blah, blah. Sometimes they'll just say, Scott, you're funny. We said, no, we're not going to say anything. It's like, okay. But um, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, 
who knows uh, how they work? Uh, their ways are mysterious. I, I totally agree with that. Their ways are mysterious. And I, I agree with the, the sentiment that anything is possible. And that's something that I'm learning more and more is it's really hard for me to assign the label of this is the way it is to pretty much anything with regards to our spiritual development and our spiritual understanding. Um, one thing that I am told time and time again is that the only truth that exists is your truth. That is truth, but nothing else is true. And so kind of, again, food for thought, something to kind of play with. Any other well, questions or comments? Um, feel free, Scott, to, you know, I, to, to, I just wanted to say something. Uh, and this is why I, I don't read very many human written books anymore. Because what do they know? I like to read the channel books. Huh? That's the good stuff. I, I, I can't agree with you more. Um, so anyway, so anybody, anybody want to, to kind of ask a question or, or come into the conversation, feel free. Um, if I missed any questions, I apologize. Um, I've had a few kind of direct messages that are confusing my flow a little bit. Um, so I'm, if I'm missing a question or a comment, uh, please feel free to repeat it and bring it back to my attention. Um, so having said that, let me just kind of say this, that there is value in the human written books too, but I tend to lately, I've been leaning more and more towards the, the channeled information. Um, obviously given that this is what I'm doing and this is the, <laughs> the, the conversations that I'm going into myself, uh, are, are towards that direction. Um, but of course, if there's, there, there's, a, there's a lot of really wise books and amazing books that are written, so don't let us disparage those. Um, anything else? Anybody else want to? They're no a, good, Daniel. Those books aren't any good. <laughs> They're all crap. If it's human written, it's crap. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means, Jillian. I have no idea what that means. Oren was uh, channeled by Sinea Roman, who just crossed over. Okay. And uh, Oren teaches um, life on Earth, how to be Earthling, really. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Sinea Roman. I didn't know that she had crossed over. I know she was uh, getting up there, but... Yeah, this is like from the 80s, since the 80s. Um, I was, I'm a huge fan of Sadea Roman. Oren. Ben was another uh, guy, a friend of hers or something, channeled. Um, so I love these books. I have like all like six, seven, eight of them, of her books. They're really good. In fact, she has a very cool book called Opening to Channel, I believe it's called. And uh, her books are co-written co by humans and spirit beings so they're they're okay but uh no they're 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 excellent she's a very sweet and she has a lot of meditations and stuff like that that are basically channeled meditations guided meditations by Oren. and i have i, I still listen to those recordings and enjoy them I, I lay out by the pool and just put on the headphones and listen to that stuff so scott um, putting you on the spot a little bit, and and I say this with a lot of love and and a lot of smile in my heart. 
when are you going to write a book on your adventures with spirit? And this is a question from Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I keep so busy doing the sessions, uh, trying to help, you know. But yeah, I have three or four book ideas that I need to work on. And in fact, uh, the first book I want to do would be exactly what we're talking about here, exactly what you're doing, Daniel, is that um, I, would, I would write a book of information channeled by my clients. So who cares what I have to say? What do I know? That There's would be really cool. Do. So yeah, that's my plan is, uh, is to write a book of just a various information channeled by everyday people, uh, not professional channels. Uh, people just uh, who came for a session or something like that. So that would be the first one. And then do I, do I want to go back through the archives and like listen to all that stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I don't have time. But I think I'm going to pick out some of my favorite or more gifted clients and um, maybe come up with some new questions, uh, uh, all the, like the questions that came out today. And just go through, have a chapter maybe like on time, you know, spirit time, human time, all of that. Yeah, little by little. And uh, so I need to start arranging these sessions. So, yes. Can also set, can also set the intention too going forward. You know, and you can also work with your, with the people that you work with and say, hey, by the way, when we're done with your work, is it okay if I ask spirit a question? To have them add information to a book that I'm putting together, um, and then absolutely, you can, I... and then you can get that that feedback from them, um, and then you can just kind of accumulate it with that intention, so that you don't have to spend the hours and hours and hours of listening to stuff historically. Just kind of do it going forward. Good idea. That's another book idea. My probably my second book idea was kind of stimulated from spirit. And it has to do with people who lose loved ones. You know, people are distraught when their mother dies or their child dies or their spouse dies. And in our sessions, we can often, as you know, we can interact with those crossed over beings. Um, so several years ago, some spirit beings kind of approached me just like in my mind, just sitting on a couch or whatever. It's like, we're going to create uh, an environment and you're going to create uh, a dedicated session to a reunion. Maybe we'll call it reunion of souls. So we're, you're going to bring the living, we're going to bring the dead, so-called, you know, we're going to hang out. So the living can, it's all about the People can get on with their lives and their plans and accomplish what they came here to do. Because, you know, sometimes when uh, you lose someone, people just become paralyzed and stuck for years. So this is another project and something I need to work on. I need to find the time. Make the time. Sounds exciting. Looking forward to hearing about how that develops. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably at least one-fifth of my clients come to me because someone died. And then they started thinking about the afterlife, 
do they still exist and that kind of thing. Any other questions from the audience? Feel free to to jump forward. Scott, given the work that you've done over the the number of years working with spirit, um, and I'm going to sort of put you on the spot a little bit, given something that you said, if I have your permission. No. No. (laughs) So here's me putting you on the spot. And I'm doing this on purpose because I want people to recognize that, you know, channeling isn't anything that's special and abnormal and we do it all the time. Um, Whether you're channeling actively or you're just getting ideas that pop in your head, I want to ask you, what does your team want us to know at this point in time what would they like to share with us hmm. i don't know we'll let's, with uh, let's see if we can tune in see if they have anything to add to say i'll just start speaking whatever comes to me Do it. the first thing is daniel we're so happy you are involved in bringing this information Uh, to more and more people. We want everyone to know that we are available to you. Every single person um, involved in this uh, program that Daniel's put together, you were called and and we want to uh, work with you. So open yourself to us as these uh, as these gentlemen have, have talked about. And um, let's see what else. Shannon, there's just a shout out to Shannon. We love you. We love the books that you're writing. Um, keep up the good work. Hope you are well. If there's any health issues or anything, um, it's going to be okay. Sorry, I don't know where that's coming from. So um, I hope you're okay. Uh, I hope I'm a lousy channeler. Um, So, as a group, we need to bring more uh, spiritual energy into the earth, and this is one way of doing it. all of you folks and the folks that you will talk to and so on and so on, Um, bringing more spiritual awareness, awareness of the joy of, of, and the life and the uh, happiness of existence and creation. Um, we need to bring more of this energy into the earth so the earth can ascend. Um, it's time. Uh, the earth has served as a playground or a learning ground for some pretty heavy lessons for a long time. And uh, the earth is a little tired. And there are other places 
being prepared to take up uh, where the earth will leave off. And, and the earth is, is going to become more of a lighter uh, place. Um, there will still be a mix. It'll still be a one-room schoolhouse where you have, yes, the younger souls involved with the older and the advancing souls. Of course, the really older souls do not incarnate, but they still influence the earth from time to time. And so, yes, as a whole, we are calling on you, uh, this group here that Daniel has assembled, um, to work with us more and more, like a daily basis, or, or often, as often as possible. And listen and join with us and we are just there's a lot of joy and happiness and we're very excited and we're very happy um, we want to extend to all of you you know a welcome into this sort of new um it's almost like a soul group of folks who are uh, helping to bring more light into this uh this world I should probably uh, uh, leave off there. I probably, uh, sorry for the run-on sentence. That's quite all right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I got like little uh, watery eyes. So I must be going into a little bit of uh, something there. <laughs> a little bit of something. I love that. <laughs> a little bit of something. So thank you for that and, and for allowing me to kind of play with you and with that. Um, there again you know we talk about how anybody can do this um and and it isn't anything that it needs to be you know oh i'm channeling yeshua it doesn't have to be that of course it can be that if you want it to be but it doesn't have to be um and the conversation that scott had with us can also be a conversation that he had in his head just by asking the question and saying hey what message do you have for me and then he gets a download of thoughts that come to his head and, you know, yes, it's going to be intermixed with his own thinking, but it's also going to be not his own thinking. And with more practice, like we've talked about throughout the entire season and last season as well, with practice, you're able to start to identify the distinctions and the energies of the thoughts so that you can separate yourself more and more and more. Um, and so thank you for, for the honor of allowing us to, to have you share with us um what you shared scott thank you very much oh it's my pleasure uh, it's a lot of fun and i love talking with everyone and i love the questions questions are just really thought-provoking and deep and you know, there's so many levels and layers to all of this stuff just ask yes sherry i totally agree just ask and so i want to kind of finish off by um you know, of course, Scott, giving you a chance to share anything else that comes to mind that you feel you would like to kind of, you know, leave us with. And also to talk about, um, and of course, if you want to talk more about this, uh, you can, but um, the invitation that you're giving to the listeners of season two is a $50 credit on any spiritual hypnosis uh, session 
or a class that you're offering uh, for this to be booked before November 1st, 2022. The website is lightbetweenlives.com. And for the hypnosis training, it is prohypnosistraining.com. And of course, the information is going to be in the description of the episode. Um, so I just wanted to kind of, you know, put the mic over to you, anything that you want to leave us with and anything that you would like to kind of add to the conversation. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I just want to mention I still am actively involved in doing sessions, primarily past life and life between life sessions. I do them in person at my office in Claremont, California, and also via usually Zoom online with anyone in the world. And so that's always a lot of fun. And I also do some teaching, and I'm having a past life regression uh, course. It's a three-day course coming up in mid-October and gathering students for that. And so I invite anyone with an interest uh, in learning more about this to contact me anytime. And I thank you for uh, your time, Daniel. So, yeah, so with the group, I need to go back and uh, find some time. And I want to go back and listen to some of these challenges. I'm just, as you mentioned at the top, I'm fascinated with spiritual communication and spirit beings and all the information that comes through. And so I just take my hat off to all of you um, for being open and uh, stepping into this world of, of connecting with spirit. And like they just <clears throat> talked about bringing the light, bringing their light into this world. Um, like this, like they said, it's a, it's it's a rough neighborhood down here, and so uh, we can use all the light and love that we can get. So I just uh, I thank you, I hug you, I love you all. Thank you for spending this time with us. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And um, with that, I will leave you guys with being spirit, being human, and simply being from love. I am going to keep this conversation open. Uh, we're going to do the closing ceremony in about five minutes. I'm just going to give us a little bit of time to take a break. Um, so those of you that uh, are with us live, uh, feel free to stick around if you can. would love to have you um, as part of the closing ceremony. I am going to stop the recording now, uh, and then I will start the recording in five minutes. So, Scott, thank you again for being here. It's an honor to finish off this amazing season with you um, as a bookend of, of incredible conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, honor to have you in my life and to uh, be part of your life as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, sir. And uh, again, everybody else, I will be we will be back. Um, and for those of you that are listening to the recording, thank you for being part of season two. Um, and we hope that you will come back for the future seasons. And uh, again, being spirit, being human, and simply being from love. Bye-bye. Thank you for being part of this incredible experience. We hope that this session has inspired a new level of understanding within you 
allowing you to expand more easily into the essence of your true self and become an even more powerful alchemist in your own life. We invite you to listen to the session again and again in order to go deeper each time and expand even more. Have it be via the replays or the unlimited access package. If you have enjoyed being part of this event, we invite you to tell your friends so that they can join us in the future. We are grateful that you are here and we thank you for co-creating this experience with us. Until next time, we leave you with being spirit, being human, and simply being from love.